everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's least chill work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Possession, chapters 15.1 and 15.2. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know who Louise's lover is and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. That is not what you wrote in the note. <laughs> I know, but then I... You, re- you read exactly. You read exactly <laughs> what you wrote. <laughs> All right. If you don't know whether Matthew and Louise bang and don't want us to tell you... <laughs> yeah. I couldn't decide whether to do that or our lovers, and then I realized I can make... Anyway, I just thought yeah. her calling... I just, referring to Matthew as her lover was really fucking great. <laughs> it is, but I, but it just but it also sounded like you chickened out, so I was like, I'm going to make you read what you, <laughs> what you wrote down, you coward. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, speaking of lovers, um, because this is a weird segue, uh, we have a new... Pale Complexions fan art Woo! contest. And the reason why it's kind of related to lovers is because our theme this time is Till Death Do Us Part. In honor of me. <laughs> in honor of Malia, who ships Just Matthew and Louise really hard well, and that's the whole married. reason <laughs> no it's not about the marriage it's okay. just about the shipping <laughs> that's true i am very excited okay. about that ship okay it might be a little bit about the marriage um but <laughs> because that's happening it's happening soon which is exciting um so um but because it's happening soon we need to make get sure this, this shit going yeah art contest happens because I don't know what Elliot and Ruben are planning to do, but all of the pale podcasts might take a brief break. So we, might we gotta it. get this art contest done. They may or may not be coming to hang at Malia's wedding, mm-hmm. which would be really fucking sweet. But also, <laughs> uh, there will be a sad hiatus unless we do like a beach podcast, which just full disclosure, no one's going to be able to hear a damn thing because of the wind. <laughs> we so. can get up really early to do it. Really, really damn early. <laughs> yeah, really fucking early. We could go to Haleakala where there's definitely no service and it's and we can freeze our asses <laughs> yeah, off. There's a shit ton of wind, yeah. And there's a shit ton of wind. Yeah, that's true. Or we could go to the beach where there's definitely sand and water and things that are great for electronics and definitely nowhere to plug shit in. So hopefully we have good battery life. Yeah. Luckily, Maui does have buildings. Those are... Oh, no, roofs. those are our only two... <laughs> Like <laughs> our only two environments are all the way on the top of the fucking mountain or mm-hmm. right at sea level. Mm-hmm. That's like it's a very small island. There's <laughs> nothing else. Just mountain to beach, and then that's fucking it immediately. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, help us out by <laughs> submitting your fan art submissions by Friday, April twenty eighth. Um, I'm hoping y'all come up with, uh, some good stuff. Um, as a reminder, this is for all of Wildbow's works. Um, and you email your submission to fanart at doofmedia.com, uh, along with your title, the name you want posted as your name and, uh, what work 
uh, inspired your art. Um, I don't know what happens in Twig, but for some reason, I imagine that people die in Twig and it's very sad. And so I'm sure this could develop, make some really tragic Twig fan art. But honestly, everyone, everyone dies. Everyone dies. <laughs> Wildfo has Spoiler death alert. in all of his works. So, or you yeah. could do fun marriage shit. Yeah, you could do some fan art of Malia and Ben, <laughs> which would be really funny to me. Uh, I, I mean, I guess Malia I was out. thinking I like... Know, but it would be really funny to me. Avery and Snowdrop or Evan and Blake, those are kind of... You could be... Till death um, us parts. You could... So, well, I mean, you could be like, you know, have a have an animal mask, you know? You and Ben could both have masks. I know what oh, Ben's be would cute. be. <laughs> Bird. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What would you pick? Uh, I really like seals, but that's a weird pairing. But I dig it. <laughs> be a seal, a seal and a bird. Yeah, like a puffin and a puffin. Okay, <laughs> okay. They hang out. But I mean, you don't have to have it like make sense. Yeah, like, it doesn't have to be like I don't know. I mean, it can be a puffin. Puffins are pretty sweet. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I, technically, that's like not part of the contest. But I'm just saying, and this is not Malia because she, but this is just for me. I think I would really think it's funny just if anyone <laughs> wants to draw that. So if anyone wants to entertain me. You could me. also draw, you know, jazz and anthems, you know, upcoming nuptials or Matthew and Louise. Yeah, That'd be that's, great. But, but, that, but I don't know those people personally. So it'd be more fun for me to. <laughs> personally. <laughs> i mean you know what i mean i haven't had a conversation with them before i don't do a podcast with them um mm. okay anyway i mean in all seriousness yeah like um the like there's a lot of the characters and uh you know and throughout all of his works that uh this would fit they very get married well. and die <laughs> yep people get married and they die there's romance and death mm-hmm. yeah it has it all it has it all so do whatever the fuck you want it's gonna be great all right, we're going to move on because uh, I'm good at segues to the new arc, which is Possession. Woo! Yay! <laughs> so, Malia, um, what, I'm sure that this makes you feel really hopeful about what's <laughs> going to come up in the story, um, as it should. So, what does Possession mean to you? <laughs> to me? Um, <laughs> well, there's a couple of different definitions. Um that I found on on the Google. Um, so the first definition of possession is the state of having, owning, or controlling something. Um, so this could be visible power or control over something. Um, like you you have the thing, you you control the thing, um, which mm. isn't necessarily the same thing as owning the thing all the time. Um, in sports, uh, when you possess the ball. Uh, you have temp, you know, you're temporarily in control of the ball. Um, and, uh, possession is also a noun, an item of property, right? Possessions, my worldly possessions, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, territory or a country controlled or governed by another can be referred to as a possession. Um, and then of course the state of being controlled by a demon spirit or an angel, um, is possession, but we'll get to that one last because it seems the most relevant to this story. <laughs> That's true. Um, this is okay. I apologize because this is actually kind of depressing, Fun. but um, this is reminding me of uh, like 
something I had to watch for work earlier. Like we have to do um what are the like what they call them like HLCs or whatever. They're like um PowerPoints and stuff that we have to do um for for work um at the hospital. We have to like look through a bunch of different ones. Some of them hmm. are about like uh the MRI machine as in never take metal in there ever fucking ever. Um or <laughs> like uh how to prevent falls or like different stuff like that. The one that I watched today was about human trafficking and Oof. how as healthcare professionals we need to try to learn how to recognize victims of human trafficking and what we can do to help those victims and um yeah, so that, I mean, which unfortunately is a really, really huge problem um, all over the world. But I mean, in Texas, it's really a big problem, uh, both sex trafficking and labor trafficking. Um, but yeah, that's heavy. But I'm glad that they're training y'all on that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, nothing's going to be 100% perfect. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad that they're because they have like a screening tool that where we can ask uh, like, because I mean, we all everyone who's been to the emergency room gets asked has been asked like all right do you feel safe at home <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um it's like if we think that uh there's tools like a, a questionnaire that we can use like um if we suspect that there is trafficking um involved mm. that the questions are designed a little bit differently and um hmm. yeah as a random thing um barcodes aren't the end tattoo anymore for uh or they're not as like uh i guess popular for traffickers these days it's more like crowns and roses, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. I know barcodes used to be the thing. Not to say it's not a thing, but do you know what I'm talking about? I didn't know that. Yeah. Bar- so barcodes, um, they would tap. That's a thing for traffickers. They, uh, on the people that uh, they're enslaving, a lot of times they will mark them. So they will force them to get a tattoo of some kind. It used to That's be barcodes. Um gross. Yes, it's very gross. It's very fucked up. Um, nowadays, it's apparently more like crowns and roses. In fact, I think they might have said roses made of money. I don't remember. Hmm. Oh, crowns, roses, and money, I guess. So anyway, yeah. All right. That Th- took those really are harder to but... identify because I could see myself getting a tattoo that had a crown or a rose. Yeah, I think it's like, I don't know, maybe if you see it like with initials or with like Hmm. just a certain kind of behavior it's a lot of it's like you know um if they come in and they're with another person who seems really like is doing all the talking they seem very meek um mm-hmm. the other person's controlling their uh th- the money and mm-hmm. the identity um and maybe they're wearing clothes that like don't be- seem suited to the weather or they're having mm-hmm. have like injuries due to like repetitive type of motion like for it could be like a, some kind of musculoskeletal thing for like a labor trafficking or obviously like uh sti's or like uh pregnancy or any kind of like issue like that for sex trafficking um so they're all things that, that like i think the emergency room is usually the most common place but they could really could really be anywhere hmm. so um yeah yeah anyway sorry i know that's really heavy but i just watched a thing on that earlier and i thought it was very interesting and it's fresh in my brain so (laughs) so now you know guys uh whatever if i actually said anything that taught anything or if i just blabbered (laughs) it's hard to tell sometimes it's both (laughs) so (laughs) um 
But yeah, human trafficking is bad. And hopefully we can all work to decrease those numbers and catch those motherfuckers who are doing that shit. Totally. Totally. All right. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, the next so, definition of possession. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I wanted to talk about the phrase possession is nine tenths of the law. Mm, um, okay. I not really because it's necessarily relevant to this arc, but more because I never fucking knew what that meant. And they don't teach you in law school because it's not actually like a thing, a legal principle necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, I always thought it had something to do with like, if you had drugs, but you weren't using the drugs, it was still bad or something. (laughs) I mean, that's true. It had to do with drugs. It doesn't have to do with drugs necessarily. (laughs) I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So the idea is that like, if you're trying to determine ownership, um, possession is a really good indicator and often is a strong hurdle that other people need to overcome to prove that they in fact own the thing if someone else possesses it um it's easier to maintain ownership if you have possession of the thing so this sometimes comes into play with like houses if you're in a house um and you're like arguing with someone about who owns it it's just like easier if you keep the house for like everyone involved you know like like things like that kind of and um yeah so i i just in case y'all ever wondered what that meant apparently that's what that means um i probably shouldn't admit this especially on a podcast um i've never heard that phrase until just now really yeah i don't know where i've heard it but i just i mean and again i've never heard it used well because i always thought it was about (laughs) drugs but um yeah i'd heard that and been like what does it mean that's what it means did you first hear it with the dare program uh i don't know (laughs) Let me guess no. Okay. <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> I feel uh, like that's so funny because I've, yeah, I was like, everyone's going to want to know what this means. And turns out that's not hilarious. A I, mean, lot. You're, I mean, probably everyone does. You just get paired with the one person who's like, I've never heard that <laughs> phrase before. Well, it's just um, not, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Uh, possession is nine tenths of the law, and the last, and the one tenth is. It's like actual legal ownership or something. Mm. Um, yeah, that kind of seems like BS, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's like the, the piece of paper that says you own it. I don't know. Piece of paper. Yeah. All right. So we got that. Um, I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about another silly law thing. Ooh, um, so have you heard of adverse possession? I mean, I've heard of those things separately. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Together. So, well, when I describe it, maybe you've heard of the concept. So... This is something that people get kind of excited about in law school because it seems like a great way to uh, own a lot of land. Um, mm, okay, is this a t- is this a hot tip, Malia? <laughs> is this a hot tip for this for this economic crisis for us poor like millennials and Gen Zs out there? I think it snag only some- <laughs> really comes in handy um, in terms of like small pieces of land that border your property but okay well um this is also a hot tip in terms of like um declare that you own your shit um so step one own property already for this no i'm just this could you could be a victim of someone adversely possessing you or you could adversely Mm. possess someone else and it could all it could all be a thing so okay um i want to make sure i get the elements of adverse possession right because it's silly um yeah so um if you possess, if you actually 
possess land exclusively in an open, uh, open and notorious fashion um, and in a hostile way uh, that's continuous and uninterrupted um, for the period of time that the statute requires, then you will own the land. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I did not ex- like say that well. Um, because this is something that you learn in property and like, I can't find it. Um, but basically like if you go onto some land and you like live there and you're not hiding, um, and maybe you like, I don't know, you maintain it or whatever. You like build a house or you like, you know, you do things on this land, Mm -hmm. um, in an open, open and notorious is what it's the legally known as right but you're not like hiding right like you're not like a squatter probably wouldn't qualify because they're trying to hide probably um okay but if you're just like yep i own this land and you act like you own this land and you um you're not like using the land but like sharing it with the person who actually owns the land or whatever you're like you're like this, this is, is my, my land shit right if you are doing that for whatever period of time the statute in your state or whatever requires um then you can go and file what's called an action to quiet title where you say hey there's a dispute about who actually owns this land and i actually own this land and this is why <laughs> um and then they can be like yeah you own this land so that's fucking nuts right the idea is that we want people to use their property productively <laughs> Or something. <laughs> so use it, or else we're gonna <laughs> or just, lose it. Or like <laughs> fuck. Or be like, bitch, you're on my property, get off. Right? So mm. like if 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 somebody shows up and is like, what the fuck are you doing? This is my property, and like files a thing, like evicting, you know, being like, get off. Um yeah. that breaks your um continuous chain of adverse possession or whatever. Like that's like a severing in the length, in the link of the 10 years or whatever and eventually they can like have you arrested for like living on their fucking property or whatever um, yeah i mean i feel like that should be like sooner than like 10 years <laughs> but, no um, yeah, yeah yeah so that's the thing right is like it's like if the owner of that property like doesn't notice or doesn't give a fuck oh then you can do it right but if the owner okay. of the property is like what the fuck and like tries to kick you off then it's not gonna work um so it Sometimes it'll happen in terms of like if a boundary line isn't very clear and maybe like a fence is built in kind of a weird spot and you've been like mowing this whole, you know, strip of land in the back because you thought it was your property because that's where the fence was and no one said anything about it. And now like, you know, something's happened. They're trying to sell the house or something and then there's a dispute. Um, There's a chance you have adversely possessed that property um, by openly and notoriously treating it like your own property uh exclusive of the rights of the owner and they didn't say shit interesting yeah um it also depends on your state as to whether you have to (laughs) believe that you owned it or like believe that you didn't own it and do it anyway or (laughs) like (laughs) it's not just called being an asshole yeah sometimes they're like you have to be an asshole to get this like it's (laughs) A lot. And then there's sometimes, yeah, the length of time is different. Like, it's all different everywhere. So this isn't, I don't, there's a reason why this isn't like a big trend sweeping the nation in terms of how to get land. Um, Because most people are good about making sure people aren't on their property or whatever. But, hot tip. Mm. (laughs) Hot tip. 
or something. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, adverse possession is fun. So basically, like, what I need to do, and this is not really what I need to do, uh, in case there's legal this repercussions. This is not legal advice. This is not legal advice, but <laughs> hypothetically, what I could do is find, like... <laughs> Just hypothetically, I mean, I'm sure this is in public record, Malia, but just like, as, this is a random question. This has nothing to do with anything. Um, how much land do you think Greg Abbott owns? I have no idea. Probably a lot, right? Probably a lot, right? I mean, he's, he's not, he's not going all over that land all the time, right? Um, I mean, he personally might not be, but he, I mean, I don't know. I don't There's know. probably like I mean, fences. There, there could be like a little spot where, uh, hypothetically, you could just, uh, proclaim proclaim uh democracy on his land mm-hmm. and and by that i'm just spouting a bunch of bs just like he does actually in a sense um <laughs> but kind of oppositely and uh yeah yeah you you don't you don't look convinced even though you just said yeah as my as my <laughs> not as my convinced. hypothetical lawyer <laughs> i don't think well so like trespass is illegal um okay and I mean that would be trespass. I don't it know. Kind of, yeah, I mean it kind of feels like adverse possessions, kind of trespassing, but like yes. sneakily. No, but you it can't be too sneaky, right? Well, it's not okay, not too. But like, okay, so what does it mean to be loud? Could I put up fucking? Do I have to shout it around, or could I put up like signs? Be like, this is my property, bitch. I mean, just like the way that you're currently living in your house, okay. right? You're not okay. like hiding. That no. you live, you know, like you're not like no. sneaking around making it look like nobody, you know, whatever. You just like live there. Like that's yeah. enough for open yeah. and notorious. Okay. But like I'm saying, because he's like a rich fuck face, uh-huh. he probably has some land he's not paying that much attention to. So like just what if or like okay, here's a here's a thought. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna have to cut all this, which means you're not gonna cut any of it. But <laughs> this is a thought. Okay. <laughs> Okay. What about trees? Uh huh. Okay. I don't know. I feel like you're either not convinced, you don't see where I'm going with this. Okay. You know, in Berkeley, like how people like have protested shit by like living in a fucking tree uh-huh. for a long time. What if you uh-huh. just lived in a tree on Great Abbott's land openly, like you would live in any other tree? And <laughs> would would you just would you just adversely claim the tree would you get the land that goes up to the tree would you get a circle around the tree oh god wait no then that's a whole other question (laughs) um in terms of your state and whether you would get the entire plot or just the plot that you used um Mm. that different so i don't know um in texas i think it's like a 10-year statute of limitations period that you have to have possessed the land and then you have to bring claim to quiet title within three years of that successful 10-year period um which seems rude but whatever and then there's a whole bunch of other things too where like if the reason that that the owner didn't come to say like hey get the fuck off my property was because they were like in i think in jail might be one of them but like if they were suffering from some sort of like mental um disability or if they were a baby or whatever like there's (laughs) reasons why the owner isn't like haha fuck you you know mm, okay um Ooh, so okay, okay. but also <laughs> if you're like openly like you don't have to build a house or whatever like i guess if you're actually if you're living in this tree in such a way that you're not like hiding mm-hmm. uh sure 
but like, I feel like that'd be a fact question for a jury. <laughs> or like, how? What is? What is? What constitutes living? Do you have to like sleep there? Can you go there like for a few hours every day to read poetry and? Uh, yeah, I mean that's the know? thing. You don't even have to act like you don't have to live there. You just have to act use like it like you own it, right? So like, uh, this would be a thing for like farm land, right? If you like grow a bunch of crops there, or um, mm. maybe you start keeping horses there, or if you um, because again, like you're not living on that tiny little strip in your backyard, but you're yeah. mowing it, you're treating it like yeah. it is your property. That's um, true. And you don't mow it every day, so you probably right. I mean, if. But you mow it like every now and then. Right. You're consistently mm. mowing that, treating it like your own. Um, okay. What about, okay, I'm sorry. I know that this is not what this podcast is about. <laughs> I know that, they, that this isn't your specialty, but I'm just curious. Now. So like, what if like, you know, like, you know how like, like how Oprah owns like half of the damn island of, or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So like, she's not there most of the, most of the time. Mm-hmm. You just go and pretend like act like you live on Oprah's land and get some free maui land that way right yeah um except she probably has people they're like because again it's it's like years yeah like someone's probably gonna notice you and a lawyer's gonna send you a letter saying like hey get the fuck out but you don't have to be there like 24 7 no you don't but if a lawyer sends you a letter saying hey get the fuck out that breaks your continuous but that's only um, like that breaks a continuous requirement. You have to start all over, and eventually, can find she can have your you address rush it. to you. What <laughs> if you're not like? <laughs> what if you like? I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're not using it regularly, then that breaks. What the if you? What if continuous? Okay. What if you're using it like? But I'm, I'm saying you are using it regularly. It's just like you're not there twenty four seven. It's just like <laughs> you know, you go there like. You, maybe you mow the lawn. Is and, there a mailbox? And, I don't know. Sure. Like maybe okay, there's a then mailbox. You have a responsibility to read the mail that says "get the fuck out." Sure, but like, or they can build a gate and a and a fence to be like "get off." That's okay. enough to be like that would probably make sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it more or less likely for this to work if you do it at, at the at night, <laughs> like in night shifts? That like, might not be open and notorious enough. But what it okay, so so I'd have to build a campfire. <laughs> the idea is that if Oprah isn't using the land effectively and um productively I mean, enough I would argue by our society standards. Like, half the fucking island is then, not using it productively. But if she's like maintaining and protecting her claim to her title, then too bad. Right? Okay. The idea is if there's like people out there who are like, yeah, I own that and like don't fucking care okay. or do anything or whatever so we got to find someone sloppy which again it's like not a thing anymore <laughs> this is why people really like Hesley's possession because it sounds like it's, it's so easy but no it's not <laughs> it's not which, gonna help which you. is good because that would be kind of fucked up if it was easy and you're like god damn it someone stole like <laughs> someone stole like 10 feet off my property and uh yeah but you know those rich people they have like so much land they don't they 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 don't know what to do with it they're not right. i'm not saying it's like morally wrong <laughs> i'm just saying i mean it, it's work. okay if you say it is because i'm talking about stealing someone's shit but um but like, our 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 country our society our laws say that it's okay for you to like be granted <laughs> possession of that land if you're 
using it like you own it and they're not that's fucking wild so so ever <laughs> so that's like just to land or like uh fuck i don't know we learned oh, about damn. it in context of land i don't know if you could do it for like someone's car or something but i think it's a land thing interesting okay mm-hmm. all right i know we spent a lot of time on that i do think it's really interesting <laughs> And now I want to find out where Oprah lives for no reason. Um, or Greg Abbott, because I don't like him. Yeah, he's not the best. Except that that would take a lot of effort. And I like have a life and I have other things to do than like set up a campground. on <laughs> Greg Abbott's land and post a bunch of like signs in Spanish because I think that'd be funny because he wouldn't be able to read it. Um, His wife is from Mexico or some shit. Do you still think? I mean, I just I you just can have still someone else can't. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I'm just like I still can't see him putting any effort into trying to trying to read it. Interesting. Or even if he could, or even if he can't, I just think it's funny because I've heard he owns land down here. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. See, Malia, you're in a prime spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, see, like I don't know if that's true, but I feel like I've heard that. Could be people. Yeah, you know, people live by like famous people or political people and you don't even know it like how i found um dog the bounty hunter's house on oahu <laughs> Does, isn't his face on his gate or something it is in a mosaic on his so gate good. <laughs> a fucking tile mosaic on his on his fucking gate it's <gasps> what ridiculous a what a man i only just just to tell y'all i wasn't trying to find his house like legitimately <laughs> i was trying to find beach access because <laughs> all beaches are free it's just that you have to find the access you have to, to get the there <laughs> can't can't like cut through somebody's house um to go to the beach but i was trying to find beach access we never find the down the beach access but we didn't Aww. find not the bounty hunter's house that's <laughs> so. fun oh we found beach access somewhere else but like not oh. that spot um which would have been nice but yeah so that's funny and i actually went to school like really close to his office on tv weird yeah which i don't know it's just fucking ridiculous <laughs> okay it has been 34 minutes and we haven't talked about the, the damn book yet. <laughs> this is great. This is so good. Okay. Anything else about, I, I, we probably need to talk about more possession stuff because we have. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Johannes is currently possessed by face all as far as we can tell. And there's a demon on the loose and mm. um, Molly can possess people. It's just bad. It's just the bad. Barber. Yeah. It's, it's just bad. It's bad. It's, it's bad shit. It's not a good thing. Um, all right. Cool. I, it looks like you edited my summary a bit, so it makes more sense. So I appreciate you. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Because no I was, t- I told Molly, I was like, I wrote a summary, but like, I feel like. I didn't edit too much. I just thought. No. The first Maybe it just looked shorter me. based on like my, I wrote on my phone versus the computer. Mm-hmm. That might be it. Okay, yeah, some of these I I recognize my word. Okay, anyway. Um, <clears throat> the Abyss builds a new space out of Hill's Laid House. Blake attempts to help a Bahame woman, but it's in vain. The barber goes after Blake, but he somehow gets away. Rose forgot to bring a single fuck to give. That's pretty good. Kathy <laughs> reads a sad bedtime story. <laughs> the ink man <laughs> uses words that can hurt. <laughs> Paper cut girl returns. Barbie is still scary. The library means business. The barber waits between them and the exit. What do you think of these chapters, Malia? Pack is scary. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Still not as scary as Twig, but no, it's like intense now. I mean, here, but I haven't read Twig, or at least most of Twig. I mean, it's always been intense, but it's like 
Um, th- like there's a demon. It's bad. He's cutting people in half. Um, Kathy's dead, sort of. That was really sad. Um, yeah. like that was yeah, that was really upsetting and disturbing. And yeah. uh, yeah. is is dark. I don't know. It's hardcore. It's hardcore as fuck. Yeah, these chapters are very action packed, which means that I'm not sure how much um I'll have to say about uh chunks just because it's like and then they fought but um really fun to read uh and yeah there are just there are moments too where i feel like he painted a really good image of like you know blake is out flying and you can see he sees the barber at like the bottom of the library but there he's catching up and you can see like them like trying to climb up the outside like the stairs and like it's really like i could see it like a you know yeah, no, it's... like a movie or whatever. It was he. This part was really dynamic and cool. Um, it was great. It's so damn cool. <sighs> I yeah, I love it. I almost, <laughs> I I almost wish we would have just like done the first chapter, just because it would have been really fun to like end on that. Uh, <laughs> such a bummer. <laughs> such a bummer. Um, yeah. oh, it's like the thing. Yeah, that I'm remembered that's gonna stand out from these chapters and it's just so fucking upsetting it's fucking upsetting (sighs) yeah all right so the abyss builds a new space from hell's glade house blake attempts to help a bahame woman but it is in vain i just had a thought that's kind of mean um i was thinking about how this bahame woman you know like he's really working to help her and he is helping her and it's really like good like he's 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 saving her from falling and he's doing all these things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she just like slips and falls and dies. And like, I had a thought of like, cool. That would have been annoying to have to deal with her. the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Though if he could have, if he could have caught her up to the others, um, which I'm not sure he could have, it would have been fine. And she would have just like melted back into the rest. And it is. Yeah. It is sad that, she died and it is a way of raising the stakes and it was like very sudden um it's nice that it wasn't really blake's fault yeah um even though you know the only person there to say that it wasn't blake's fault was evan um but Mm -hmm. that's still something i don't know it was just sudden sudden um but yeah right off the bat you're kind of noticing things that the abyss is maybe like putting in blake's way to fuck him up right like uh, the first behame to almost fall is this uh young man, whatever, who's uh Callan's age, and Blake, you know, so this you know reminds Blake of Callan who died horribly, uh, you know, less than twenty four hours ago, and uh the fact that the a person related to this behame is the one who killed Callan. So there's just a little bit of like a like Blake doesn't think this at all, but almost a like, why don't you let him die in revenge for your cousin kind of a thing like it's just like mm-hmm. a like right off the bat in this chapter it's just like poking yeah. um <coughs> and you know with this woman and and like we see that it's affecting everyone right it's it's not just targeted at blake um yeah. this behave woman you know freaks out really quickly really easily and like that's super fair but also like him blake being left with just her um who like is blaming him for not letting her fall and die death yeah yeah and like um trying to figure out how to help her without you know just leaving her (laughs) like all these like (laughs) things um 
because Blake is just such a good person um, that this is probably just kind of like needling at him. Because we see, yeah, after she falls, like Blake catches up to them. Like he he can fucking fly when Evan's there. Like he just sort of like, you know, catches back up. Like this was a big burden. And the fact that the burden has been lifted is probably something that bothers him. Um, mm-hmm. Because he would feel bad for feeling like a burden had been lifted by her dying. Um, yeah. Or, you know, she probably isn't dead. It's probably way worse, right? Yeah. Um Well, hopefully she's dead, but... <laughs> that's such a sad, awful sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's but true. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about um, this, uh, what the Abyss is doing and where we are. Um, it seems like Hillsglade House, like, fell and kind of flipped over, and the Abyss is basically building a library... Uh, as an attachment to something that's referred to as the academy that we don't really see i don't think um Mm -hmm. but it's so it's like a new section of the abyss that's being built yeah and like where are the tenements (laughs) because i thought that the abyss was more directly tied to um the material world in like physical space because like when they were in the tenements they were kind of like okay we have to get you know 200 yards up and over there which was based Mm -hmm. on like where they wanted to come back out sorry where they wanted to come back out in the physical world Mm -hmm. um but then they should have gone back into the tenements because like they entered the tenements from the library (laughs) you know like yeah and i like that it's like this is so cool and like awesome and it it makes sense that it isn't just literally like one-to-one and i was surprised that it was like that but now i'm just like what how um why did blake drop into the trains like was that random what was the abyss trying to figure out the worst place for him to go like how i don't know um but yeah i wanted to talk a little bit about this woman and like how blake tries to help her um i don't even know if like i don't even have a ton to say except like it's just fucking wild to be like okay I'm going to jump into the air and you're going to freeze me <laughs> and then you're yeah. going to use my body as a stepping stone. Yeah, like you're fucking insane. Across. And then you're going to unfreeze me and then I'm going to keep going and not die and it's going to be great. Um, And just this is insane. I think it's funny how she is surprised that Blake knows that it's a per- like the whole behave shtick is like a perception trick. Um, But they do have a tiny bit of actual time magic right um yeah but it's just so wild and it's you know what if she had fallen right now because she falls like really soon after this and so what if she had fallen and not unfroze blake and he's like i'm really glad that she didn't fall and she unfroze me and it's just like wild i mean presumably she didn't have that much magic um but the barber still could have caught up with him um and i blah blah um Yeah. Um, Blake thinks about how this place is really aggro. Um, and I'm, you know, is it Barbatorum? Is it Molly and the whole Jacob's Bell energy? Or is it the fact that it's a library and it wants everyone to shut up? And I kind of think it's the last two, mm-hmm. mostly. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. And it's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the barber goes after Blake, but he somehow gets away. <sighs> um, this was upsetting. Um, 
like yeah. Barbatorum has some sort of horse head or something. And I was like, is that a reference to something somehow? Uh, or is it just gross? Because I don't think it was. It's not that he has a horse head. It's that he was like wearing a horse head. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Um, but yeah, so he, he throws the shears at Blake. <clears throat> and they lodge into something. And Blake is like, oh, maybe I'll like grab them. But then he realizes Barbatorum's coming out of them. And so, yeah, he's just. He's running. Uh, Evan saves his life a bunch of times, including one time where he's like, he stabbed me or something, but also no, because it just went through the gaps. <laughs> and then the barber like reaches out and touches Blake's face and then like squishes him. Yeah, which, uh... but he doesn't lose his eye. We're okay. 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 We're really like harping on this whole eye thing. I bet Blake's going to lose an eye. That's a prediction. Because we keep talking about how Blake needs to get monster eyes, and then he almost lost his eye. Uh, green eyes lost her eye. The, the, Blake's going to lose an eye. All right. Okay. Okay. Because I didn't do the whole fucking he's going to get on fire, <laughs> and I was upset about that. So now he's going to lose an eye. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, so then, you know, Evan again saves him. He's... He dives under the floor and the barber stabs down and you're like, did he fucking stab Evan? He might have. Um, and apparently Blake only has a right hand. And I'm like, is this, I thought he got a hand back with the whole wings thing, but maybe he didn't. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's fine. We're just moving on. Uh, one of the goblins dies because the chain <laughs> thing, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun yeah um but yeah and then you know evan again well then evan flies off into the void and you're like what but then blake like leaps out and evan helps him fly and blake's like you're great you're a hero and evan doesn't respond and it's like you know later evan kind of gets mad at blake and is like it seems like you want to die right like stop it like it's really hard to keep you alive like seriously stop it like you keep throwing yourself at stuff and blake's like yeah it seems like the abyss like keeps getting me to do that and he's like okay then don't like <laughs> that would fucking do that yeah stop it um but it's hard because yeah like what is i mean here blake's just trying to like live when he's fighting barbatorum but with the behave woman like was he supposed to leave her like was <sighs> yeah i don't know was no, he supposed I to mean... like not fight these others was he supposed to just uh, I, I think don't know. Evan just is worried about him. Which is it's totally fair. Both. Yeah. But Blake does have that reputation. Yeah. Of trying to get himself killed constantly. Yeah. yeah. He's really bad at dying. <laughs> That's true. You know, gotta <laughs> give him that. Like, for as much as he's tried, he just hasn't <laughs> succeeded at it. Doesn't quite have the neck. Doesn't quite have the neck for dying. <laughs> All right. Well, Rose forgot to bring a single fuck to give. Ellie practices kicking children down the stairs and she really <laughs> likes it. <laughs> Which is like kind of disturbing, but also like not surprising. Like it's cool that she's being uh active. She's like, you know, doing uh she's she's helping. Um god, but yeah, so uh we start to see that the abyss is gathering um others with a certain theme right it has this newspaper print 
boogeyman. Later we see the ink guy and the paper cut girl and um, these children and this teacher here. And like, like if even the abyss cares about theme, like you need a brand consultant. Like the abyss is like, I'm going to bring these people from all over my whole being to this specific place because theming. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, the abyss is like Disney world or some shit. Like it's like, (laughs) I need all the shit that matches to be here in this space. Right. Like the abyss wouldn't allow like the, the space looking um, others to wind up in frontier land. Right. The abyss is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you go under the fucking tunnels. You don't let the guests see you. Malia, we care about show, people. I'm just going to say, like, for anyone who hasn't gone to Disneyland or Disney World, you're not really selling it real well. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought using tunnels to get to work was kind of cool, although I didn't use them very yeah, often but at my location. At this, it's more like the abyss is like Disney World. <laughs> the abyss has standards and i really appreciate the fact that the abyss cares about theming because show is one of my favorite aspects of disney um but i i will say though malia you know now that if you ever went to the abyss it would fuck all that shit up because it would drive me nuts no oh that's sad yeah yeah sorry but from the outside you're right it does care about theme so much theme but yeah yeah again to the point where like so most of the other parks don't have tunnels i think they mostly have buses that go around the back stage areas to like drop cast members off but some of them are just kind of like i don't care if somebody who's wearing a costume like they're working in the africa section is seen in the asia section um but in magic kingdom they like really care mm-hmm. um in a way that's kind of fun um but like yeah you're they tried to build the park so you can't really see the other areas um or hear the other areas when you're in a specific place um in a way that's like really cool and immersive and awesome um and the abyss right like there's a void you can't see the trains like fuck that like (laughs) you are in the library this is where you are yes we're here for the immersive experience it is themed as fuck which is pretty cool i'm really into it (laughs) i want to go to a library themed bar what if there was a library like an abyssal library themed bar no (laughs) (laughs) okay but like in a fun way (laughs) (laughs) what is what is that like like a haunted vibe kind of or like a spooky okay. vibe but like in a library you know like a haunted not, mansion library not bar. like not like a real abyssal bar like the drinks would still taste good you wouldn't get like stabbed to death but like it's the, the books thing- say like like all the lies your best friend told you I mean, <laughs> like they, might, they might have creepy titles but it's not actually gonna make you go insane you know i'm, I'm talking about like if we went to sixth street the and truth the, like, about right your now. father like would it all just be like let <laughs> 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 the fucking truth be like he was obsessed with ncis know. and like drink diet coke too much but you you just always wonder like he did take those cookies oh that he God. lied about he like he gave he gave malia 
one extra Pez more than you want. No, he would never do that. <laughs> he would never Actually, do he would never do that. That's impossible. Yeah. He is like fucking equal almost to a fault, but like mm-hmm. I've always appreciated it though. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, I, I will, like I'm, I'm not talking about an other verse world. I'm talking about in our world. If there was like a spooky library spooky library bar, bar. Okay, I would maybe. be so fucking down for that. <laughs> Even just like a haunted bar would be really cool. Not like not as haunted as like a haunted house because like people kick and punch people in haunted houses for right. just being too scared. And that plus alcohol is a really bad combo. But if it was like haunted mansion-y kind of going back to Disney where it's like kind of spooky, but not like really fucking spooky. Yeah. And, and not necessarily like all the parts of the haunted mansion stuff, but just like some of the kind of creepy stuff, but just like kind of cool. Yeah. Gothic-y aesthetic. Yeah. With like pictures that like they still like look at like follow uh-huh. you down you know <laughs> stuff like that that's kind of well they had that in the haunted mansion i know fine. the haunted that mansion is, is cool. still scary yeah but it's not like i'm gonna it's not like someone running after you with the fucking chainsaw or like scary demon scissors you know sure yeah there's there's a well, limit the lady in the attic is really scary whoa is the bride in the attic a reference to jane Eyre? i mean <laughs> sorry uh i never thought of that but you worked there at like at disney so you probably know better than me no one ever mentioned it but i don't know i mean well just okay i feel like i need to refresh my memory on jane Eyre because i haven't like looked at that in a really fucking long time spoilers Um, for jane Eyre. jane Eyre, she gets engaged to the man the rich man and she's the governess of his ward who may or may not be his illegitimate daughter. And on their wedding day, um, a lawyer shows up and is like, fuck you. This is a crime. Um, Cause surprise, he's already married. Oh fuck. And his wife, he's been keeping his wife in his, in the attic. And she's crazy. And she tries to murder him in his sleep and she doesn't try to murder Jane. And there's a whole bunch of fun, uh, thought about this woman. Um, but the mad woman in the attic is a interesting trope. All right. Um, yeah, I did not remember that. May- maybe I didn't actually read this story because I feel like oh, I would have remembered that. <laughs> Sorry. Malia, <laughs> right. it's fine. It's been out for a long time. I feel like I can't claim like that you spoil like any spoiler warning anymore. <laughs> yeah. Publication October nineteenth, eighteen forty seven. I think I think you're okay. <laughs> it's fine. It won't ruin it. I can still read it and be spooked by this crazy woman in the attic. Um, let's yeah, see. nothing's immediately coming up when I Google is bride in attic in haunted mansion a reference to Jane Eyre. <laughs> so this is probably not. Maybe it's not explicit. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But who knows? Maybe it's something that like one of the creators of the ride always held in their heart. You know? Maybe they're coming out with a new haunted mansion movie. Um, that's ex- that's cool. Which I know because I watched the D and D movie this weekend, and there was a trailer for it. And the D and D and D movie. How does no one know about this movie? You have to go see it. Okay, it has wait. Chris Pine. It has what? Hugh Grant. What? It's a fucking delight. What? I know. Okay. What the fuck? Wait. What? It's so okay. fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. 
uh, if you've played D anD D, you'll you'll recognize a lot of things that they don't necessarily point out, like super obviously, like uh, somebody breaks their concentration and a spell like stops working. Um, there's just like fun shit. Um, Wait, is this about people playing D anD D or like no, with... no? Okay, it's a it's a movie set in the universe of D anD D. Oh damn, <laughs> that sounds um, funny actually. And it's it's good. It's solid. Um, there's really fun action sequences and uh it's like heist what's it called dungeons and dragons colon honor among thieves <laughs> all right okay i thought you were saying colon was like a word in the title and i was like okay this is taking a weird turn i don't know if i like this <laughs> okay that that makes me okay i understand <laughs> all right anyway um, yeah, it was a good time oh, that sounds great all right well uh yeah, the Mario movie's coming out this weekend. I think I'm going to go to the movie theaters two weekends in a row for the first time in a really long time. Possibly yeah, I ever. Been to the movies in like a long time. Dang. Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Let's anyway. keep going. Teacher time slash. Yeah, she's scary. It's also funny that she doesn't understand the whole like don't talk <laughs> part, and she gets got. She's like so excited. I guess she's also upset about the books because she's like, "Ooh, I can read again." It's like, nope yeah if you read it's bad and the rest of the books are shit <laughs> yeah it's bad dang it um this sort of <laughs> reminds me of that twilight episode twilight episode twilight, twilight zone zone episode with the guy who just wants to read and then he locks himself into his bank vault where he works so he can read and then the apocalypse happens and he comes out mm. and at first he's like oh no and then he's like oh i can read like he goes to the library and he's so excited but then he somehow like breaks his glasses and so then he can't read oh yeah i remember that um yeah yeah and everyone's dead so everyone's dead so uh i think this woman is is basically that guy (laughs) like this is his (laughs) abyss it's like that's kind of sad he didn't have an extra pair of glasses at home just in case i guess not could he even get home like it seemed like this dude was like not able to see he was not able to see shit i mean like I feel like he would have had to fucking try. Yep. Or like, were they smashed to smithereens or were they just like cracked really bad? Uh, I don't Not know. Over. I'm like, yeah. if they're cracked real bad, you can you can make your way you home. You can make it I mean, work. It's going to yeah. be a pain in the ass, but like yeah. you, can, you can do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that all sounds like a pain. Or like yeah. wherever the fuck your eye doctor was, just break in and, <laughs> you know, just... Just try everything. Keep on trying them all on. <laughs> right. There's there's some like, hope, I suppose. There's maybe. some hope. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I don't know. If all he cares about is reading, then I do remember that last part and was like, oh, that just, that's so sad. Yeah. It was <laughs> so it's pretty painful. Nowadays, it would be about like, you know, scrolling on your iPhone or some shit and then like realizing that like your charger's broke, cord's broken <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. And your phone dies, and then that's it. Yeah, that would be sad. It'd be very sad. All right. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> teacher, teacher, yeah, and um, kids. It was that... great that, like, I mean, she seems kind of scary, and the kids are kind of creepy or whatever. And like, Rose is obviously channeling conquest, which isn't necessarily a good thing. And it also yeah. makes her into like a sociopath or whatever. But it's so satisfying that she's like, I don't fucking care i refuse to let you waste our time like get the yeah. fuck out of my way it's kind of great and it's just like okay like <laughs> all right well 
Okay. It's so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. And she's awesome. I love God fucking Rose. And, he, and at one point here, right, this is just so fun and action packed and shit. Like she's Rose is getting everyone up the stairs and even like Blake goes past her. And so she shoots the ceiling with her gun that she still has and <laughs> somehow makes a big fire. I wasn't really sure what was happening, but it was fucking badass. It was just like, <laughs> Rose is so cool. And I love this like so this is fucking crazy. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. And then we see uh, Barbatorum cut someone in half for the first time. Um, he has the boy that Ellie kicked down the stairs and he cuts. And he's not having a good day. No. He cuts the boy in half and one part of it burns up and the other part is a girl who tries to fight Blake but then fails. Um, and Blake manages to throw a book that has the shears impaled. I wasn't really sure. Uh, away. So bought them some time. Um, but yeah, this just like is so visceral and horrible and it's like, oh, well, that's what happened to Ambrose. Like, and I, I mean, I'm just wondering like how he, he was bound at the time. So it was probably more methodical and precise in terms of what was split yeah. into Blake and Rose, but just being like, yeah, that's Blake and Rose. Like it just, uh, it's so awful. And what does it mean that the boy like immediately runs up in flames and that the girl like fights and gets kicked or whatever i just is sad yeah that's pretty that's pretty crazy um it is very sad <sighs> speaking of sad <laughs> fuck kathy reads a sad bedtime story oh my god this is like the part in this book that like i've always like remembered really clearly oh and has always like stuck out to me as being like holy shit like that's terrifying it's so awful because like i mean blake at least seems to think that the things that the abyss shows him are true um and i mean kathy seems to very much believe this that her son doesn't love her and her husband hates her and you know she just hates herself and she's like lying to herself about everything and yeah yeah it's just so sad sad and as someone who's like dealt with like mental health issues especially in the past couple of years Mm -hmm. like like i could see myself getting to a really bad place where i like believed that sort of a thing Mm -hmm. and it's so awful and sad um and then there's the you know body horror part of like her eyes are just like scribble eyes or whatever what the fuck and she's like no please leave me here yeah like that like just come on just keep coming kathy like just and then she and then but yeah you see you know how these others are made or whatever like she takes her these books that were like scattered on the ground and you know you can see like paper cut girl kind of in this who carries her own book around and she runs off and i mean i i have no idea if we've seen kathy and pale that would be kind of exciting but it's real sad and awful this is worse than death yeah, because, I mean, at least at this point, there doesn't seem to be a route that she can come back from this. Yeah, she can't come back from this. There's no way. Like, I was thinking, like, if she somehow manages to, like, get to Kennet, like, she'll just be a boogeyman who's trying to be, you know, trying to learn how to be cool or whatever. Uh, but it doesn't seem. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't it, know. It's, it's and I mean, like, all the Thorburns are bad people and they suck. But so much of that is, like, not their fault. 
Like they have seven generations of karma, like pressing down upon their family and like mm-hmm. making them into these like twisted, awful people. And I guess like you can look at Ambrose and say like, no, they didn't have to be this way. Like eat like Molly, right? Like they didn't have to. Yeah, Kristoff. Like there, there are people in their family that aren't like complete and total pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like yeah, like Kathy didn't deserve this, and it's really awful and in a way this is what grandma rose like i don't think grandma rose specifically wants this to happen to kathy but like probably not she was okay putting her family at risk of demon to try to save to try to prevent more to try to stop this cycle um of the thorburns which is good but also just this Mm -hmm. sucks makes Um, you wonder what that book would have had an effect on different people if Wildbo chosen someone else to read that book. Hmm. That's really interesting. Um, so we do see a couple of titles for Blake. The ones I really remember were um How to Kill an Angel mm. and and The Lies Rose has told you. Um and it's interesting wondering, yeah, like what are the other titles people are seeing? Mm-hmm. Um it's interesting that Kathy does this after the teacher has already like seen the books and freaked out and died. But if you see yourself drawn in a picture book, like maybe you can't, like it's a big temptation to yeah. see what it says. It'd be really hard not to pick that up and look through it. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And then of course Rose says, don't read the damn books. And it's like, thanks Rose. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, Kathy read the damn book after. So, you know, well, she, she says this after Kathy runs off. Well, she's telling everybody else, <laughs> like if anyone sure. thought about it, everyone gets fucking curious. Yeah. Don't fucking do it. Yeah. It's like and the warnings we- they put on like hair dryers. Don't put this in the fucking. <laughs> don't use this in the bathtub. True. Like, it's good to reinforce that. Um, and we see here how Blake is the heart and Rose is the head. Um, because you know Rose says this very pragmatic, uh, somewhat cold statement, and it's and she's trying to force Kathy to come on. Like I think she you know wants to save these people. She wants to save her cousin, but she's not able to really like look at the whole situation whereas blake like looks at her looks at the books like you know kind of consults her and is like no we should just leave her and it's interesting that the in a way the compassionate response ends up with leaving her Mm -hmm. in this horrible place um and if they had more time um maybe they he wouldn't have you know maybe he would have tried to convince her or something uh yeah this is in some ways a burden being lifted um because kathy would have become a huge problem yeah um and he says yeah like please leave like please don't be here when the barber comes through like please go somewhere else Mm -hmm. um but yeah it sucks and i have a poem malia has a poem for our third kind of dead thorburn um because blake got a poem um and this is by Edna St. Vincent Millay. She's my favorite. Um, It's a sonnet, I believe. And um, a lot of her sonnets don't really have titles. So, yeah. Um, Okay. Here is a wound that will never heal, I know, being wrought not of a dearness and a death, but of a love turned ashes and the breath gone out of beauty. Never again will grow the grass on that scarred acre, though I sow young seed there yearly. And the sky bequeath its friendly weathers down. Far underneath shall be such bitterness of an old woe. 
that April should be shattered by a gust, that August should be leveled by a rain, I can endure, and that the lifted dust of man should settle to the earth again, but that a dream can die will be a thrust between my ribs forever of hot pain. So, poor Kathy. You deserve better. Yeah. That was a nice one, Leah. Thanks. I was trying to snap, like, for <laughs> I heard them. It was, it was, yeah. Okay, very cool. Just in case that sounded weird. <laughs> All right. Well, after that, we leave Kathy. Um, run into an ink man who uses words that can hurt. And Paper Cut Girl comes back with a vengeance. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just sort of fun. Like, uh, we're running, we're fighting. Uh, there's a dude who kills and then writes shit out in blood ink or something. Um, Blake's like, sucks you're an asshole because you could have given me cool tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he thinks about, you know, it seems to me that, like, demons are not from the abyss. The abyss is not hell because we've learned like the abysses change um and boogeymen are destruction like later we see that like like that the boogeymen and others in this area recognize that the barber is wrong like the barber is not like them it, he's not of this place he actually destroys mm-hmm. um and it just seems to me that like demons don't fit down here exactly yeah. um even though it really sucks down here it sucks, but it's not like demon levels suck. Yeah. Um, Blake thinks about how boogeymen and I guess the abyss, the their purpose is to recycle the world. Um, and I thought a fun slogan for the abyss could be reduce, reuse, re-traumatize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's um, so good. Can someone please make fan art of that? fun bumper sticker yeah like put like a for abyss or something and like i don't know it's just it's just fun okay anyway that's great oh yeah but they're fighting they're 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 doing the fighting oh and then this is actually really fun um when he's fighting the paper cut girl um he he grabs a candle in his mouth and evan thinks he's losing it right and he's like fire is bad blake remember like that's fire (laughs) you're made of wood Um, but you know also this is the library so lots of things in here are also susceptible to flame and (laughs) he flies up he spits this candle out (laughs) he's like it was pathetic like it didn't do anything like it barely like whatever but it you know she turns around like it was a distraction and like such a funny one um but he, you know, he gets her, he has her swear to never hurt anyone again, and she agrees and she leaves. Um, and I don't know, like, good luck to her. Like, I hope she isn't just killed by the next thing that crosses her path or by the next practitioner that summons her that tries to get her to whatever. Um, it's an instance of, like, being a good person and doing a good thing. And it's a mm-hmm. little bit of proof possibly that the paper cut girl isn't horrible i could see the ink guy being like no fuck you i don't care but yeah also people don't want to die so they'll agree to things to not die. that is true <laughs> um but it was fun seeing her again um yeah back with a vengeance back with a vengeance all right barbie is still scary the library means business i'm a barbie girl 
Yeah, the farmer's like living his best life. Like he's having a great time. He's having a fucking ball right now. He's like, I've been stuck in this fucking circle for fucking ever. And now I get to fucking chop things in half and stab things and freak people out. And this is fucking great. And it, oh, it's so awful. And I mean, I guess like he wants to specifically target this family because, you know, Rose could maybe figure out how to bind him again or whatever. Like he's not, he has a reason for specifically coming after them, but he's also going to have fun. While he's mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and part of the fun is like taunting them, kind of making them feel like they can get away. Um, but yeah, so Blake realizes that this is a library and one of the fundamental rules of any library is to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is a fun twist, right? I mean, it's great that they figure it out, but they're also like, when we move, we make noise. Like, we have that to keep sucks. moving. Mm-hmm. But um, he, you know, Rose gets everyone to take their shoes off. Like, they're they're trying. Um, Too bad they didn't think about silence runes. Oh, my God. Who knows? Maybe that wouldn't have worked anyway because of this stuff. Yeah, I feel like the witch maybe had some trouble practicing down there, but also it might have worked that sucks yeah but um also it's it's good that they can still communicate if they have to but um yeah he he saves ellie from getting dragged through the bookshelves into the abyss um our first mention of johannes in these chapters is that like johannes and a knight try to help her um and i mean it seemed like based on the last two chapters we had read before this week that or I guess m- just the interlude, whatever. It seemed like from the interlude that Faisal like is in control of Johannes now, and so everything he's doing, it's like ah fuck. Um, and I'm wondering how much of it is him, um, and how much of Johannes is still in there, kind of, hmm. or is in control at all. Um, because hmm. a lot of this stuff seems like stuff Johannes might do or say, but yeah, I do knew. Um, yeah, and this is where Evans like, please stop almost dying. Um. And suggests that fire may be a three beat, uh, the dragon, the demon, and then question mark, question mark. <laughs> and yeah. Blake's like, oh yeah, maybe it'll be face all and like we can take him. And Levin's like, no, you dumbass. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like, uh, um, and then we get like evidence of why Evan is the best. Like I need an Evan in my brain. Um, yeah, he's an inspiration he's so good he's so defiant um because ellie's like what the fuck like you think this could turn out okay and like evan's like well duh like how do you get through something like this if you don't believe you can and it's just so awesome and i don't know um like i think it's funny that he also refers to like schmoes and then schmoes alistair asked one of the schmoes (laughs) But, like, it just, like, Evan has been kicking ass and believing in himself and, like, fighting and resisting and surviving for so long. And it hasn't broken his spirit at all. He's, like, gonna keep going. um, Because, like, that's a core part of who Evan is. And it's so great. And he's too legit to quit. Indeed. Um, but yeah, so Johannes is like, uh, Faisal's way stronger than you and everyone, and we all suck. Um, <laughs> and he says how, you know, oh, I wanted to help you 
out Blake. Like I wanted to help Rose. Like you're you were vestige, so maybe we could just kind of hang out. Like whatevs, whatevs. Um, but then you know Blake hears a faint ringing with his words, which is kind of like conflict or something. It kind of reminds me of Cameron's sight breath thing. Like these would be like red words somehow uh, directed. Hmm. Um, and like I'm trying to parse like okay if this is face all saying this like what does he mean um and I don't know like the plan changed not my choice had to maintain my own goals and like I could see face all saying the plan changed for some reason and something I don't know what about this plan would have changed since Blake showing up but I don't know saying I hope this will be a short brutal violent end for me seems weird if it's face all talking so I don't know. Um, Maybe he's dormant. Right. Johannes talk until, I don't know. But not saying, by the way, face also controlled me, lol. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Barbatorum decides to taunt them some more. He shows up on a balcony and, uh, you know, Rose gets grabbed by some other and she's like dangling and Alistair and Rose, Alistair, Alistair and Blake climb up to her and stab at the hands and use a silver chain and um you know she chooses to rely on alistair and not blake and like i think this kind of insulted blake i mean they they did know each other for longer although rose hasn't really known blake much longer than she's known alistair yeah because she doesn't remember yeah and it's they've been working together pretty well they've been cooperating but it's still probably smarter to not trust the being who like the boogeyman probably well like it's it's the being that has been created to destroy you or something mm-hmm. um and so well i could see that being a little bit sad i also thought it was fair um yeah and it's her fiance you know versus right tree monster <laughs> sorry blake <laughs> uh, blake and then blake is you know the, the shoes are off. Everyone's going to kind of keep going. And he he sees his quote unquote former friends. And it's just like, this might be the first time he's ever been like my former friends. And that's so sad. Um, like that's a huge he, bummer. He feels guilty about having gotten them into this. Like they want a way out. And they got into it for him. And they don't even have him. And he he doesn't have them. And it's just really like Blake's friends were the thing that provided him with his self. Like the thing. Yeah that we're so good we're willing to do this like crazy fucking shit for him and like now there's like barely a connection kind of it's really sad mm-hmm. <sighs> all right well last part the barber waits between them and the exit <clears throat> um so just like blake predicted in his head uh if the abyss was going to give alistair enough space to draw out his diagrams or whatever um it would be a trap like it it wouldn't be good um so they reach this big flat space but there's a book i think stabbed with shears in the center which you know is almost certainly barbatorum um standing between them and an exit that will lead uh to what was once the bottom of the hill of hillsglade house it seems um and this is just upsetting. Also, Blake at one point, for some reason, thinks like possession was the barber occupying one of them. And like, it's the fucking arc title. It's really just like, 
awful and upsetting. And like, you know, like if the barber was occupying one of them, would they even say anything? But like something, something, the barber still can't lie. I don't know. It's just sad. <laughs> um, And yeah, there's a not zero chance at this point that one of them looked at the barber because yeah like blake not looking at the barber while fighting him and stuff just seems absolutely insane like yeah. i don't know that's insane i'd be so dead i'm really glad that i'm not these people oh yeah no kidding <laughs> yeah Ooh, i'd be so fucking dead. gone all right well now we're at our pale in comparison section which is great because i'm starting to get tired which <laughs> i guess everyone will think that's funny at least but uh our pale in comparison section, Malia. Woo! <laughs> okay. Um, we could compare libraries or librarians. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, what libraries? And like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> totally blanking on her name, but she's perfect. Nina, right? Nina. Oh my god. That's so funny. <laughs> um, they both like quiet. They both like books. Uh, she doesn't like fire. But she's like yeah. nice. <laughs> this seems to be a much bigger library than the Blue Heron's library. Like mm-hmm. books are not in short supply here. That's cool. I mean, what do you think, Nina? I mean, I feel like would she be in conflict about visiting this library? Oh God, I think she'd be really yeah, upset about it. Yeah. Um. She can't look at the books. Yeah. And they're not right books. Right. That's really sad. And Verona too. That'd be really sad. Yeah. It's okay. They're not going to go there, probably. <laughs> Hell's not done yet, so. <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. All right. Um. All right, Malia, tell me your bold and specific prediction. You already told me one prediction, which is that Blake's going to lose an eye, which is yeah. a pretty, pretty damn good prediction. But do you have any <laughs> other ones? Um. I think the barber will possess someone, like, by the end of the story like someone's gonna look at him and he's gonna get in there because that seems <laughs> that's interesting all right any predictions on who or um, who's your most likely candidate right now i don't know i was sort of just thinking like one of the knights would get fucked like we don't know their names and it could just be a scary scary thing fuck fucking thing yeah yeah i also just feel like something bad's gonna happen to evan but that makes me sad that is a sad thought yeah all right we're going to talk about our discussion question from last Yay. week. And I hope you ha- come up with a discussion question for this week because I can't fucking think of shit. We'll figure it but out. Our pr- or we just won't do one. No. No. All right. So our, pr- our last discussion question was get an AI to write another verse related haiku and share it and the prompt with us. So, so I did gonna- one. <laughs> yes, Malia did one. I didn't even think about doing one, to be honest. I decided to mess with the um Bing um and bing asked me if i was okay because i asked it to write a poem about kathy um this isn't exactly a haiku because it's 665 instead of 575 but that was pretty good so she read the awful truth her loved ones despised her she chose to escape um and my prompt was write a haiku mourning a sad woman who wrote a book that told her her husband and son hate her and that she hates herself and so she decided to give up and live with her drawn on eyes in a demonic library (laughs) to be fair that's kind of hard to write a haiku about so and bing was like are you okay i was like yeah it's a book yeah that's hilarious well that's nice of it to check on you, are you okay? <laughs> all right um xerxes praetor um 
Bart's prompt was, can you write Johannes's domain declaration as a haiku? And it is beyond conventions. Only this space I claim here, a sanctuary. And then also put later for Mag's ritual. I claim my true name, self and strength, no more half me. Wild card, I decide. Which the last one is six. But I think it depends on how you pronounce wild. Wild card? Wild card. Wild. I decide. Wild card. I decide. Yeah, I guess so. Wild. Wild. Those those are pretty good. Wild card. I decide. Yeah, maybe I just pronounce wild weird. Never mind. It's perfect. Um, Malia was laughing at this one and I didn't read it yet, so... (laughs) So Balectal has different answers. Um, first, they uh, tried to get a really old AI um, to write a haiku. Uh, this is from Eliza, one of the first chatbots ever written, and it was released in 1966. So um, do you want to help me read this, Jenny? Do you want to be... Um, sure. Do you want to be Eliza or do you want to be Balectal? Uh, I can be Eliza. Okay. Hello. I am Eliza. Hi, Eliza. How are you today? What would you like to discuss? I was wondering if you could write a haiku about pale for me. Oh, could write a haiku about pale for you. Yes, exactly. I see. Can you please write a haiku about pale? Don't you believe that I can please write a haiku about pale? I'll be honest, I am rather skeptical. Did you come to me because you are rather skeptical? I came here because I want a haiku about pale. What if you never got a haiku about pale? That would be somewhat disappointing. I see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, AI's come a long way. Um, It's come a long fucking way. (laughs) And then um, they also, uh, they tried again with a different bot um, and wrote out Percival's titles um, as far as we know them and then requested, please enumerate my titles in haiku format. So I'll read these. There's five. Crafted at 239 with 12 sets of eyes in witness. 99 titles. First and foremost, I, Percival and Warnock, Noble, the third witch's creation. Avery Kelly, great. Partner of Snowdrop, second, helped in my making. 98th, I, bitten by an opossum, brave and unbroken. Disorganized, yes. 99th title holds. Misnumbered and confused. That's great. Fun. That's fun. All right. Next, the V, I'm sorry, the B vampire says, let's see chat GPT's hot takes about packed characters. Prompt. Write a haiku about a character impacted by a wild bow that never did anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Podrick the goblin (laughs) never did anything wrong. Loyal to his friends. Wild out of all the fucking people. Anyway, okay, that's fucking hilarious. <sighs> Prompt: Write a haiku about the most evil character in Packed by Wildbo. Laird Behames his name. <laughs> Power hungry and ruthless, evil to the core. So harsh, poor Laird. <laughs> Prompt: Same as the previous prompt, but with a different character. Rose, the twin sister, scheming, cunning, and clever. Darkness in her heart. That makes me worried. So it says either the AI is confused about Podrick is or is 15 steps ahead of us for an eventual eighth court reveal. <laughs> also never did anything wrong. Whatever. Okay. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, it's definitely, he definitely wrote that. Um, except for the, actually, no, he didn't because the goblin. Um, 
All right. New discussion question. Um, we could do something about adverse possession or I don't want to do like a name a wh- book title that yeah. you think someone would freak the fuck out at. You can phrase it better. <laughs> what what is a book tempting title? an evil book? that would appear in this i don't want it to be for you because that's kind of sad should we have it be like for you for a character or something for a A character in the other it's one of yeah one of wild bow's characters oh yeah okay oh wild bow i like it (laughs) taylor my god there'd be so many uh first one taylor you're not always right effective child assassination (laughs) she'd just be like "Ooh, okay i mean it's supposed to be a tempting title right it's supposed to yeah it's supposed to fuck you up supposed to fuck you up i mean that uh, i I mean that might not be the best title but you know that it'd be something about that shit correct yeah fuck you up all right Thanks for listening, guys. I guess I didn't get that sleep deprived yet, which I'm kind of glad about because I have to work tomorrow. But anyway, if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash media. And if you'd like to support Wild Bo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 13.5, nope, (laughs) 15.3, 15.4, and 15.5. also, don't forget about the fan art contest, Till Death to Us Part, uh, due Friday, the last Friday in April. And um, also shout out to uh, Kingslingers, uh, one of the yeah. Doof podcasts. They just finished their coverage of The Shining. Um, and again, I will never read a Stephen King story. story, but <laughs> it was really interesting to hear them talk about it. Matt really liked it. so I really want to read it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I really like the movie. Which apparently is very different. I, or at least I, different enough to like. I think like the themes are really different. Like what what the what Stephen King and what Kubrick were trying to do was really different. But a lot mm. of it is the same. Okay. Like plot wise, I think. It sounds interesting. Yeah. All right. This week's fun fact, which I thought was kind of cool, um, which might not be as spicy as some of my other facts, but I still thought it was cool. The world's largest honeybee is the Himalayan honeybee measuring up to three centimeters in length or about one and a half inches. Um, they, I guess, make honey like at higher altitudes and lower altitudes. So the high altitude one is known as red honey or mad honey. And it actually has intoxicating and hallucinogenic effects. Apparently it doesn't store well, but like people, I don't know, the beekeepers up in up there will <laughs> sell them for a lot of money, I guess. Wow. So if you want to get it- fucked up on some honey, you think, the bees themselves oh my god they're high <laughs> so stupid no oh my god like the bees are so channeling stupid and no, no, no. their vibes are going into the honey 
No, I think it was saying like um, there's like a type of plant up there uh, um, okay. that like it's less exciting. Let me see. It's like what is it saying? Where the fuck is this bullshit? In a nice way. Where the fuck is this? Okay, so yeah, red honey, blah 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 blah. Um, wholesale price of red honey is about five times the price of regular honey. Um, at least I would think because it's probably fucking expensive. Okay, so. Let's see. It's attributed to the grayanotoxin present in the nectar collected from white rhododendrons. I did not say that right. Hmm. Rhododendron. That's how, well. That's how it's spelled. So deal. Right. Rhododendrons, uh, which are around there. Um, people, the Gurung people in Nepal, use this mad honey for medicinal and hallucinogenic purposes and properties and all huh. that shit. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, get fucked up on the honey. Bees are so cool. Bees are cool, man. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, it's not fun if it gets stung by one, but Mm-mm. it's not fun for them either. So, uh, I'm sleepy. I got to work tomorrow and it's going to be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be so fine. Um, I'm tired though. I ran around, I ran my butt around a lot today. It's good stuff. Um, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, good night, everyone. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge my face, Malia. See how it is. <laughs> it's fine. We're all fine. Everyone's fine. We're all fine. Sorry We're if this one fine. is not edited. It's, it's never well. edited. You don't know. I know. No, you soul. don't. <laughs> I know it. It's a feeling. I feel it that it's not edited. Except I for tr- pauses. I know you you edit the pauses out. But all the weird shit I say, I that's all in there. I edit some Yep. I don't buy it. <laughs> Just I'm, this all time, the it's weird shit. 10.30 on Tuesday, and it was supposed to come out. This is how ago. lame I am. Like <laughs> years, it very well. like, ten years ago, I would never have been this fucking tired Hi, at like ten thirty. Hey, you know, always oh, a baby. Now I'm a fucking grown up with children and a job, and I can't handle staying up past fucking ten o'clock yeah, without losing sucks. my fucking mind. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna wake up at five in the morning, Ew. and it's gonna be great and that's it okay good night everyone adios (laughs) bye goodbye